the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is makeup required? Uh, sorry, but I think that's going to be an issue uh, now that the Supreme Court, in a 6-3 to three decision, has ruled that it's unlawful to discriminate based on gender identity and sexual orientation. Uh, high school and college girls are going to be forced to compete against uh, high school and college boys and men. So here's my question. Let's say my grandson or your son or grandson decided he'd like to win some trophies and that he might be able to win a few by competing against girls in, say, track and field. Would there be a dress week requirement there? You know, would he have to wear makeup, grow his hair, maybe shave his legs to try to look as female as possible? You know, he wants to look the part. Or could he just show up looking like his own regular self? Would it be a good look to have a guy with really hairy legs and a crew cut standing in the shot put circle competing against girls or women? Or would he or she, depending on how you look at it, uh, need to do a better job of, you know, looking the part? Well, the Supreme Court had a chance to uh, close a, a can of worms yesterday, but instead they decided to open a real big one when it ruled that people with male bodies, sometimes referred to as men, should be able to compete against people with female bodies, sometimes referred to as women, in sports. Now, just a few weeks ago, Sanity prevailed up in Connecticut. Uh, the Department of Justice ruled that women could not be forced to compete against men uh, and that uh, Title IX did not cover transgender issues. That didn't last long. And as I've said a few times, and I've written a column about this, there's really only one way to end this stupidity, and it is stupidity. Um, girls and women have to refuse to compete when they see a boy or a man show up either to compete against them or to compete for a spot on the team. You know, you show up for tryouts uh, for the track team and you want to throw the shot put and say there's only three spots on the roster and one of the people that you're competing with and you're a girl is a six-foot, 195-pound male. Uh, you just, every all the girls should say we're not competing. Um, they have to refuse to compete. And uh, coaches of, team, of a team uh, that is made up of girls or, or women, they need to get together. And they should agree that they're going to pull their teams off the field if an opposing team shows up with a male. The reason that there are men's and women's teams is too obvious even to uh, waste the oxygen here to talk about it. But unfortunately, we're living in a new world. Um, and no one should have any sympathy for any team made up of females that uh, refuses to take a stand and uh, stand up for, for what sports are supposed to be about. Now, uh, Justice Alito said it yesterday when the ruling came down that this is what is bound to happen because of what the Supreme Court did, that there's going to be major issues with this now and challenges, and uh, it's going to be hard for women to be able to prevent men from competing with uh, competing against them. So there doesn't appear to be any help coming from the government on this. So it will only be fixed if sane human beings refuse to be a part of the stupidity. Uh, and they better stand up soon because the longer this insanity goes on, uh, the less chance there is of it coming to an end. We're going to discuss the uh, Supreme Court ruling in our second half hour with Hans von Spakovsky. Uh, he's been on the show many times. You might be wondering how it is that two justices appointed by Republicans, who were supposed to be originalists, by the way, uh, how could they twist themselves into a pretzel and allow this to happen? We'll see what Hans has to say about that. And I have another question here, by the way. Would the people who are so excited about the pro this is not related to the Supreme Court, at least not yet, would the people who are so excited about the prospect of the funding, defunding, I should say, or abolishing of police be okay with a policy that would only allow black police officers to deal with black subjects or suspects? Or would it be a good policy for white officers when they're called to a situation that involves a black person who's committed a crime or is suspected of committing a crime 
uh, or is causing a disturbance, would it be a good idea for them to call the dispatcher and say that he's not interested in getting involved and say, listen, I'm not, I just can't do and be, get involved in this. You're going to need to send a black cop. Uh, we're dealing with a black suspect here. Uh, if you were a white cop, based on what happened in Atlanta, would you tend to look the other way now if you happen to be on patrol and see a, a black person appearing to break the law? Not getting involved or looking the other way and driving by might be the smart thing to do if you're a white cop. And wouldn't white cops refusing to get involved with black subjects or suspects, wouldn't that kind of have the same effect as defunding or abolishing the police? Just asking. Anyway, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Tim Murtaugh. He's the communications director for the Trump 2020 campaign. Stick around. We're all thinking a lot about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-600-3010. That's 800-600-3010. 800-600-3010. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Selectquote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. I love golf. And I also stink at golf. I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash-out refinance. We 
or United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I'm in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. President Trump signed uh, an executive order today in a Rose Garden ceremony. It's all about law enforcement reform. Um, it includes a ban on chokeholds unless the officer's life is in danger. Um, incentives for police departments to deploy non-police experts on issues like mental health, homeless, homelessness, and addiction. And here's what Chuck Schumer said about it. Quote, unfortunately, this executive order will not deliver the comprehensive, meaningful change in accountability in our nation's police departments that Americans are demanding. Tim Murtaugh, communications director for the Trump 2020 campaign, is here for his bi-weekly visit. And I'm guessing, uh, Tim, you're not surprised by Chuck's response. Thanks for being here, by the way. Sure. Thanks again, John. No, we're not surprised by that because we know that Democrats, you know, if the president says up, the Democrats will say down and the media, the media will follow. And uh, we're not surprised because, you know, the defund the police movement is uh, overtaking the Democrat Party. have elected Democrats all across the country from the mayor of New York to the mayor of Los Angeles, the mayor of San Francisco, that hapless mayor, helpless mayor in, in Seattle. And uh, all these people have one thing in common. They've all endorsed Joe Biden with this uh, defund the uh, police movement. And Biden is so weak, there's no way he's going to be able to stand up to the, to the leftmost extremists in his party. And, and, and we know that. But what happened today is that the president showed leadership. He once again showed that uh, he's able to bring people together, community leaders and law enforcement, to address Americans' concerns. And he's, he's, people are rightly angry about what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis and uh, about the shooting in Atlanta as well. And the president is uh, taking that anger and turning it into action with the executive order. Now, um, you mentioned Joe Biden's not going to be able to stand up. He's running from it, though, right now, isn't he? He's, is he? I don't know if he's running away from it, but he's hiding from it, maybe is a better way to describe well, it. Well, he's kind of wobbling. Issue. I would call it wobbling near it. That's probably a more yes. accurate, accurate description. He, look, he, said, he has said exactly one sentence about it, uh, where he said, well, in one interview, he said, I'm... I don't really support that. And then, but then, you know, he's the leader of the Democrat Party. He could stand up and say, no, this is wrong. We're not going to disband mm-hmm. police departments. We're not going to defund our police. This is wrong. If you, I mean, if you want chaos in this country, just get rid of the police department, and then, and then you'll see chaos. And so Biden is not saying anything about it, really, beyond just, just one sentence, one time. And, it, and, you know, it takes a little bit more than that to be a leader. If he says he's going to be against something, you know, he's, he's the defund the police train has left the Democrats' Station, and Joe Biden is a passenger on it, whether he knows it or not. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's not leadership. And the other thing is, if Joe Biden is going to uh, point at this executive order that the president signed and say, oh, that's not enough, then I guess the obvious question to old Joe Biden is, well, uh, Joe, you were in Washington for 40 years, including eight years as the vice president of the United States. If all these things were so important to do, why didn't you do it? Right. He never yeah. addressed it. If it's so if it, if it was so important to him all that time, he never lifted a finger. And, and so, uh, you know, Joe Biden doesn't have a leg to stand on. Well, uh, and I'm sure you're aware of this, um, you know, uh, for people who aren't, uh, I think most people listen to the show would be aware of it. Uh, Joe was Mr. Tough on crime for a long time, had very much to do with the 1994 crime bill. I just saw a video the other day of him holding up a quarter. I don't know if you've seen this video. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, "He said a, a piece of crack cocaine the size of this will get you put in prison." I forget what he said—fifty years or life or whatever it was. And he was bragging about it. Well, he's, he has to run from that now too, because it's because of the mass incarceration hysteria. Uh, he's got, he's in a tough position, isn't he? And I would guess that you guys are going to have a pretty easy time coming up with ads for this issue on Joe. Yeah, and that, I mean that's exactly why you see him bending to the left on issue after issue. And then you know when it comes to uh, abortion, for example, for for decades he was against the taxpayer funding of abortion. And then uh, once he becomes a candidate for president, the extreme left walks up to him and taps him on the shoulder and says, uh, "Hey, Joe," and he goes, "Oh yeah, all right, I'm I'm for taxpayer funding of abortion. You bet." And so the same thing with police. He just doesn't, he just doesn't know where he stands, or rather, he knows that you know in order to be successful as the Democrat 
candidate, he's got to bend to the left. And so while he wrote the crime bill in 1994, which did result in the mass incarceration of young black Americans, uh, he now has to sort of stay quiet when they're talking about defunding the police. I mean, what a 180 that is on this. And so, you know, who, who is Joe Biden? He's not a leader. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I mean, I know you're not uh, an insider in the Democrat campaign, but just knowing what you know from being around this stuff and being in politics for a while, um, there has to be some, there have to be some uncomfortable people in the Democratic Party when they, when they, they, they especially the people who've been around for a while, like Schumer and, and some of the, you know, the guys who've been there for too long, um, they have to they have to see issues like this and be going oh boy what, are, what you know what are we going to do with this issue what's going to happen in the debates I mean th- this is not a small thing uh, that no. Biden is is a different person now from what he was twenty five years ago. Exactly. And how how in the world is Biden going to stand on a debate stage or, or anywhere else and try to rail with righteous indignation about these things need to be corrected when he drafted the legislation that led to a lot of it? I mean, it's it's insanity. He's essentially going to be running against himself on a lot of those issues. Um, but, you know, we I sent out a memo today to the press corps and the statement uh, we sent out a statement uh, to the to the press corps the other day that's similar to it. We think and we joined the Biden campaign in this as a rare moment of solidarity. We don't think that the national news media is covering Joe Biden enough. We think that the national news media should televise all of his events in their entirety. And we agree with Biden on that. Get him out there. Put him on people's TV screens. And we think that he should get out of the basement. We know he can travel. He's going to Darby, Pennsylvania tomorrow. He was in Houston last week. So he's able to travel. So go, go out there and campaign, Joe. Let's, let's see your stuff. He's afraid. He's running, he's running this basement campaign for president, and he's not being asked questions of the press. He's not subjected to the scrutiny that a candidate for president of the United States should be subjected to. Get out of the basement, Joe. What are you afraid of? You know, Joe, uh, despite or maybe because he's been hiding in his basement, uh, is leading in a lot of polls. Um, I know the polls are polls, but any concern on the campaign for any of those numbers? No. We know that public polls are notoriously wrong about uh, President Trump. And uh, if we put any stock in public polls, then Hillary Clinton would be in the White House right now. And uh, quite clearly and thankfully, she's not. We track about 17 states across the country, consistently track them all the time. And we know what the situations are there. And we know that the president runs strong against Joe Biden, against a defined Joe Biden uh, in all the states that we track. And so, I mean, like in Pennsylvania, how in the world is Joe Biden going to go to Pennsylvania and say that he cares about jobs and working people when he's got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez helping him write his energy policy. They're coming after the fracking industry. You know that they are. And Joe Biden has signed on to the Green New Deal, which does exactly that. He can't show his face in Pennsylvania and say, I'm for the fracking industry and the 350,000 jobs that are attached to it. He can't. He can't. We're talking to Tim Murtaugh. He's the uh, communications director for the Trump 2020 campaign. Um, the president has a rally scheduled for Tulsa. Uh, based on the reports I've seen, Tim, looks like it might be SRO there, standing room only. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. We've gotten well over a million requests for tickets now in, in an arena where the, the advertised capacity is 19,000. So we're now considering uh, uh, areas adjacent to the arena so that the president can actually address more Americans uh, while he's in Tulsa. And it, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going Saturday night, 7 o'clock local time, uh, which uh, was central time, which I guess would be 8 o'clock uh, Pittsburgh time. It's just going to be fantastic. We're, the president has been so eager to get back out on the campaign trail, and it's just this gigantic, enthusiastic, loud crowd is going to show the really stark enthusiasm gap between the president and his supporters versus the sleepy campaign that Joe Biden is running. And as I just said, he's, he's not even getting out of his basement. Um, and so you know, he could, Joe Biden could go, still go to these states where they have uh, a limit on gatherings to uh, no more than 10 people, because that's about the size <laughs> of a rally that uh, Joe Biden could muster. Yeah, well, Democrats are saying it's too dangerous. Um, have they discovered that, uh, I'm thinking that, and I think the media have discovered this, that uh, COVID-19 is such a, a wily virus that it actually knows the difference between a rally and a protest. It's an amazing virus. <laughs> We're right. still learning about it. 
Yeah, it was, it was really wonderful to watch the media really uh, going crazy and apoplectic when we announced our rally. And they're, oh my gosh, it's going to be so dangerous. It's death out there. Oh my gosh, it's awful. And then hear them fawning over the protesters. And so, yeah, I guess there, there is a, there's an issues test or an ideological test for uh, the news media, depending on, they have to, they have to judge whether to be outraged by lack of social distancing, depending on uh, who is the one gathering in a crowd. There's no question of that. So what, what have you guys been hearing from Trump voters during the protests and rioting that's been going on? I mean, you guys are always making phone calls and doing research. And, uh, you know, the, the polls, I don't know how the polls, it doesn't really matter what a CNN or MSNBC poll says about it. But the polls that you guys are doing, the inside stuff, what, what, how, is, how is this playing? Well, I mean, I think they're in agreement with the president in the way that he has approached this. The president first was was rightly and understandably shocked and uh, disgusted by uh, what he saw, like all Americans saw in the video, the way George Floyd died in Minneapolis. And he supports the, the peaceful protests that sprang out of that. Of course, those are protected by the First Amendment. Everyone knows that. But when they turned violent and when violence was turned against police officers, that's where the president said, look, we can't, this is not America, that we don't, we don't stand for this kind of lawlessness in, in uh, so many American cities. At the same time, he understands that uh, black people in America do feel that, uh, that they have uh, an unequal experience when it comes to encountering police officers. And, and uh, so I think, um, you know, there are the, the no one I've heard this said by police officers over the last uh, several weeks. No one hates a bad cop more than a good cop does. And so the president wants to make sure that we get rid of the bad apples. And that's part of what the executive order is today. And so I think this is what people were looking for from the from the president leadership and bringing community leaders and the police together. And, you know, the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police, uh, really embraced this executive order today. And I think it's a really strong move. It's good for the country. And I, and I think it's what people were looking for. I had a guest on yesterday who wrote a piece uh Estella Morabito wrote a piece at the Federalist about the Black Lives Matter, which was well uh, documented and, and and sourced. And she talked about, she pointed out that the, the Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, which is about so much more than what we're seeing on the surface with, you know, um, uh, uh, being angry about the way blacks are treated by police, uh, justifiably or not. Um, and... Uh, it's it's she pointed out that it's gotten to the point where and this is part of the plan you cannot you cannot be critical of black lives matter because you are if you if you are you're a racist you can't possibly uh, agree with some things that they're standing for and and then point out things that you don't agree with at all because you're a racist how is the campaign going to handle that because i know i mean you, you can't you can't control how people think but the media are going to jump all over President Trump if he criticizes Black Lives Matter in any way. Well, I mean, I, no one disagrees with with the, the notion that what happened to George Floyd is is abhorrent, and uh, other situations like that that we've seen in America o- over the years. And again, as I said, uh, no one hates a bad cop more than a, than a good cop does. Uh, but I think when you when you the, the media really wanted to cling to this notion that all these protests were peaceful, and so I think the sort of the pictures tell the tale themselves. When you see buildings burning down, and very many of them were businesses owned by black Americans in these cities and they have put their lives work into these businesses and their life savings and see it burn down in just a matter of a couple of hours, I think Americans can see that the, the outside agitators, the, the Antifas of the world who get involved in these things and co-opt them and turn them into something that, that that's really wasn't, is not in any way related to uh, how they began as peaceful protests. I mean, I think that most Americans can see that and say, look, this is just not acceptable. So I think rational people understand that peaceful protest is one thing, um, violent overthrow of cities and looting and burning, uh, and then the, in the case of Seattle, the occupation of an entire sector of the city there by a, a bunch of agitators who have thrown the police out. I mean, that's not leadership uh, on, hey. the, on the part of the local government there either. Tim, I'm out of time. I have 10 seconds to say thank you and see you in two weeks. You bet, John. As always, right. thank you. Tim Murtaugh, we'll be right back.
President Trump has signed an executive order on policing. The order aimed at encouraging best practices and tracking officers with excessive use of force complaints. In the Rose Garden, the president stressed the need for higher standards. The order comes as Senate Republicans prepare to unveil their own package of policing proposals after Democrats did the same. Pacific Gas and Electric has confessed to killing 84 people in a devastating wildfire that wiped out the northern California town of Paradise in November of 2018. PG&E CEO Bill Johnson entered guilty pleas on behalf of the company. The admission was part of a plea deal. The judge in San Ramon, California, will formally sentence PG&E later this week. Stocks rose on Wall Street. The Dow gained 526 points today. The Nasdaq was up 169. The S&P 500 ahead, 58. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Dan Proft explains what happens when you let the mob take over. Seattle's Champaign Socialist Mayor Jenny Durkin turned over a police precinct and six blocks of the city to the mob to allow them to turn the barricades outward, establish Checkpoint Charlie's, and a warlordocracy, the unthinkable will happen when you indulge the identitary politics that is afoot in all of our civic and cultural institutions, and that's what we've done. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpiro.com. Scholars at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy say the long financially troubled and often politically hacked Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority faces a challenging road ahead as it attempts to cleanse its operations of past failures and meet new state oversight mandates. Learn more about this issue and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged since 1995. The Allegheny Institute, now celebrating 25 years. Relief factor, pain relief, it's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. W223CS, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Accident now cleared from outbound 28 approaching the Highland Park Bridge. Everything flowing along nicely. Five-minute delay on the Parkway East, though, outbound from edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West, a minor slowdown inbound as you approach the Fort Pitt Tunnel. We're looking pretty good right now on the Parkway North, although the HOV lanes do remain closed until further notice. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
clear tonight, low 57. Clouds and sunshine for Wednesday. High tomorrow, 81. Wednesday night, clouds, low 62. Humid Thursday with clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm, high 79. Friday, partial sun, watch for a shower or thunderstorm, high 81. Saturday, a shower or thunderstorm, high 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. The Supreme Court was supposed to be Donald Trump's best friend. He appointed two conservative justices and will be campaigning, I'm sure, um, on his promise to appoint at least one more. But the court didn't do him any good yesterday when it ruled 6-3 to three. Uh, to make gender identity and sexual orientation uh, into a 1964 em- uh, employment law. Hans von Spakovsky is the senior legal fellow for legal and judicial studies at the Heritage Foundation and a regular visitor to this radio program. He joins us now. Hans, thanks for being here. Sure, thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> so uh, would this, uh, what happened yesterday, qualify as a shocking defeat for the Trump administration? Well, I don't know about for the Trump administration, but it, it is a shocking defeat for the for the rule of law. I, I mean, I I I just cannot believe the uh, fact that uh, Neil Gorsuch wrote this opinion and made such fundamental legal and historical errors. And I, I got to say, this is one of the most poorly reasoned and disingenuous opinions written by a justice in decades. I I, I cannot believe. I mean, I had to look at it twice to convince myself that his name was on the opinion it was so bad so how does this uh, so how does this happen um this guy's supposed to be an originalist and uh, the other thing is first of all why, why would why why do you think that happens to you know that somebody would write an opinion that would would shock you that much who's a learned uh legal scholar enough, enough so that he's a justice on the supreme court how, how does that happen? And also, why does it seem to only happen that conservative justices have this problem where they become somebody else every once in a while? Look, I cannot explain why he did this or or what happened, but you are right. You notice that in any in any case where this kind of an issue, a social or cultural issue with a state, nobody ever has any doubt how the four liberals will vote because nope. they don't vote based on the law, the constitution, they, they vote based on the policy. They think ought to, ought to be, uh, uh, ought to come out of the case. It's always mm-hmm. the supposed conservatives that actually think about and reason and try to figure out, well, what are we supposed to do under the law? And even there, unfortunately we have justices who make, bad decisions, and this is one of them. I mean, for, for folks to understand what happened, look, th- this should have been a very simple case. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, this, this was a law that, you know, made it illegal to uh, discriminate in the employment situation, and what it said was, you can't, you can't fire somebody or refuse to hire somebody because of their race, their color, their religion, their national origin, or their sex. It's clear from the discussions, the debate, everything else, that what, that what the members of Congress were talking about when they include the word sex was the biological difference between a male and a female and the fact that in 1964 there was rampant employment discrimination against women. That's what this was intended to stop. And the idea um, that it included... <laughs> Uh, homosexuality and transgenderism is just totally absurd. There's not a single member of Congress who voted for this in 1964 who would have ever thought it would apply to, and this was actually one of the three cases before the court, that it would have applied to a guy who was hired by a funeral home and then after he was hired told the funeral home uh, that he intended to live as and would be showing up at work as a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, and, and look, here's the other thing about this. Um, listen, for the last two decades at least, there's been there have been bills 
introduced in Congress, almost every single uh, Congress, to amend this language, you know, race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, to add sexual orientation or gender identity. Every single one of those pieces of legislation has lost. If, if, if the law already included those, why would Congress need to introduce a bill to try to amend the law? So you said that uh, what that the, the people who um, were involved in drafting the civil rights law back in 1964 uh, would never have thought of this. This is what um, this is what Gorsuch said yesterday. Those who adopted the Civil Rights Act might not have anticipated their work would lead to this particular result, but when the express terms of a statute give us one answer and extra textual considerations suggest another, it's no contest. As a legal uh, expert yourself, I guess that's the statement you were talking about that just didn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't, because the word sex in 1964 did not include, no matter what he claims, uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. It just didn't. I mean, he's just, he's just completely wrong about that. Um, and, you know, look, the, the critics of the dissenters are also completely wrong. I mean, if you, if you read the, I mean, the dissents are really well written by uh, Alito, joined by Thomas, also by Kavanaugh. And look, you know, Alito and Kavanaugh go out of their way to praise the gay community and say, mm-hmm. look, they've been working hard on this. But as, as Kavanaugh says, this whole thing boils down to one issue, one question, who gets to decide? And it's mm-hmm. not the Supreme Court. They are not Congress. The, the people who get to decide whether that law should be changed to include it, it's Congress, not the Supreme Court. And that is a very basic error that Gorsuch made, unfortunately joined by both Chief Justice Roberts uh, and the four uh, liberal justices. Yeah, and, and Justice Alito, uh, in, the, 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 in the dissent, said there's one word for what the court has done, legislation. That's what you're, that's what you're saying, that's, yes. uh, and that's what Kavanaugh said. This is not, this is, no, this that is, is for the legislature. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And look, this, this case totally short-circuits the democratic process. You know, the way, the way things get changed in, in this country is, is people work at the grassroots and, other, and elsewhere to change the public's opinion about it. They go through um, the legislative process. They either try to convince their state legislators and the state legislature you know, the change of policy, they do the same thing with Congress. And by gradually changing public opinion and the minds of legislatures, then when you make a change like this, you know, it finds acceptance among the public. You don't get acceptance among the public when you do this through judicial fiat and a judge dictates to everybody, you will accede to this cultural change. That's, that's what has led to, as you know, a 30-something-year fight over abortion mm-hmm. because, again, the court just stepped into it, made up a right, and short-circuited the legislative process, and we've been fighting about it ever since. We're, we're talking to Hans von Spakowski. He's the Senior Legal Fellow for Legal and Judicial Studies at the, at the Heritage Foundation. So what's up, um, Hans, with Roberts? Um, he also was appointed by a Republican, and uh, not only is he the, uh, on the Supreme Court, he's the chief justice, um, and he doesn't seem like much of a conservative these days. You know, he, I'm not quite sure how to describe it. He's actually pretty good on a lot of uh, cases, but then he has these strange hiccups in cases that, um, you know, the social justice warriors are worried about and the ones where, uh, it's almost like he's afraid of really getting criticized uh, by people on the left. And I, again, I just, I just can't explain why he, he acts the way he does, other than he, in some ways he seems to be uh, a, a little bit of a political coward. When it comes to yeah, well, is it about not wanting to be uncomfortable at the cocktail parties? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's it, but that certainly affects. I, look, I don't know if that's him. That certainly affects some judges in this town. Uh, one person who never cared about that, which is why he's such a good justice, was Antonin Scalia. Mm-hmm. Miss him. Um, so, 
Um, and it's just, it's amazing. This is, this is the Supreme Court, so it's kind of permanent, or at least has the, uh, has the uh, potential to last a really long time, maybe till I'm yes. long gone before they can fix it, right? No, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, this, we don't know what the results of this are going to be. Uh, the effect it's going to have, for example, on um, parochial schools. You know, schools that are run by uh, churches and, and other religious organizations, is this rule going to apply uh, to them? Uh, is there going to be an exemption for religious institutions? We, we don't know, because the court didn't say in this case. Well, who would make the exemption? I mean, if a, if a Catholic school said, uh, uh, sorry, we're not going to hire you, you were a man uh, when you came in to apply for the job, and now you are decided that you're a woman, we're not going for that. Um and sorry, you know, we're just not doing it. Um, there, how's there? There, there can't. There's no exemption to to fall back on, is there? Well, that's the issue that's going to come up. Um, in back in 2012, you know, there was a big case before the Supreme Court called uh, Hosanna Tabor, Evangelical Lutheran Church versus EEOC, and that's a case where. Um, uh, a school didn't want to retain a particular teacher, uh, and she claimed uh, because because she was doing things that were not in accord with their religious beliefs, and um, uh, she sued, saying, you you can't do this, you're violating the Civil Rights Act. And in that case, um, the Supreme Court said, well, no, under the First Amendment and the right of of churches to practice their religion, religion and religious beliefs, uh, they would be exempt from the civil rights laws if they were deemed ministers of faith. Well, how do you determine whether an employee of a parish school is a minister of faith? Uh, we're not going to know whether this particular rule is going to apply to churches or not without more cases uh, coming before the court. The, the, the results of this are just, frankly, unbelievable. I, 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 I can't tell you how serious the consequences are going to be uh, for all kinds of things that I'm sure um, Neil Gorsuch just doesn't, doesn't foresee with this really bad opinion that he's issued. Well, to be, to be fair, um, you're not supposed to... Um consider what the consequences of it are going to be other than what the legal consequences are, right? I mean, it's, it's supposed to be about, is it constitutional? And, you know, is this, uh, and, and the, the, the consequences, that's what's supposed to be up to the, to the legislature to, to pass laws that, that fix things. But, I mean, aren't, aren't they supposed to not, not worry about consequences, good or bad, just worry about whether it's legal or not, or constitutional or not? No, you're right about that. But here, because they've made such grievous legal errors, the consequences for the rights of everything from religious institutions to employers, uh, the results are, are just going to be uh, very serious, serious and unfortunately very severe. Well, the Department of Justice uh, just rolled two months ago in a case in Connecticut that Title IX doesn't cover transgender athletes. You're probably aware of the case with the, the Connecticut girls yeah. who uh, sued the uh, Connecticut Athletic Association. Does this just blow that out of the water? Uh, yes, it does. That's <laughs> it. The consequences of this are, are, are quite reaching. And um, look, this, this had to do with the part of Title IX dealing with employment, but this will be used to attack all of the other parts of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to make sure they include this in the education area and lots of other places. And I, I saw somewhere I was reading a piece about this, and uh, they brought up the uh, the answer or the question: Can extra rights destroy natural rights? And I guess uh, is this an example of that? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, there's no question and, about it. Uh, so by adding these little extra added attractions, you're you're preventing freedom of association. Uh, yes, you case. are, and that, yeah, that's a, that's that's exactly what's going on. I mean, that's why it's so bad. And look, we're talking about this case, but 
at the very same time that they made this grievous error in this case and basically assumed the role of Congress, um, the Supreme Court totally failed in its duty on a whole series of other cases. There were there was case after case after case before the court asking the court to accept uh, certiorari. In other words, asking the court to accept the cases for review involving the Second Amendment. Uh, all these cases, for example, contesting the fact that um, all these states now are requiring you, if you want to get a concealed carry permit, you can't get one, despite the Second Amendment, unless you can show you have a good reason for having uh, for needing one. And by good cause, like in the District of Columbia, you, you can't just show that you live in a really dangerous neighborhood where people have been shot and killed and robbed. No, you have to show that you personally have been threatened. And and those cases, those court decisions are just so wrong under the Second Amendment. They're the same as saying, well, you got a right to exercise your First Amendment uh, right to speak when you're at home. But once you leave your house, uh-uh, the government can restrict your ability to speak. That, that's exactly the way the courts are treating Second Amendment rights. And the court yesterday issued orders saying we will not take any of those cases and review them. Hey, Hans, I'm out of time. I wish the one thing I, 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 I'm always stunned by is that if, if you know and so many other people know that this is not what the Supreme Court is supposed to do, legislate, do these people know that and don't care, or could it, po- could it be possible that they don't know it? I, I, can you answer that in like five seconds? <laughs> I think Gorsuch just made a fundamental error in his legal analysis. Well, okay, I'll go with that. Hey, Hans, I appreciate it. Until next time, thank you very much. Sure thing. Bye-bye. Okay, that's Hans von Spakovsky, and he summed it up pretty well. Senior legal fellow uh, at the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Stagerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Pittsburgh.com. Windows are us, Pittsburgh.com. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book Gold is a Better Way owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest-rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt, and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Learn why gold will outperform pumped-up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Just call 800-900-8000. It's time to stop being crazy. Call 800-900-8000. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. 
for taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS. New guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-600-3010. That's 800-600-3010. 800-600-3010. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we only have about a minute and a half left. I saw something um, today that, uh, that it, this, this, it, it kind of annoyed me. Um, I, um, I was watching, uh, I happened to walk by the television and saw a story on ABC um, about uh, Richard Brooks, the guy who was uh, shot and killed in Atlanta by, by the policeman. And it was a split screen. It showed some of the disturbances in Atlanta. And it had a nice picture of um, Rayshard Brooks with his, with a, I don't know if his family, but he was, um, he was, um, he was standing there with a, a woman and kids, I'm assuming wife and kids, looked like a nice family. He was smiling. And then, um, and, and so the media, when these things happen in, in, as, as at the same time that they're telling you how terrible it is, and many times it is obviously terrible, like with George Floyd, that this guy had to die. But they they elevate the victims to sainthood. And uh, um, somebody on uh, CNN said that uh, he was killed for falling asleep in a, um, a drive-through. So I looked and I found that this guy had a record of cruel, felony cruelty to children, felony domestic abuse. This guy was not a nice guy. Uh, so I'm just letting you know that. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.